This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like and follow the podcast, download it, and make sure you just follow the pod because we are getting going and we are only days away, Bo Morgan, from Atlanta Falcons football. This Sunday, 1 o'clock, New Orleans Saints and Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know what's going on. And today we actually get to sink our teeth all the way into the matchup that is Falcons versus Saints. So make sure you guys don't miss this episode. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, you find Peachtree Football. Bo Morgan, how are we doing on a Falcons Friday, the first Falcons Friday of the year? How are you feeling? Well, I wish I could tell you that I'm happy. I'm I'm just excited, but I'm just really filled with hate right now. Oh, because yes. because that's what happens when you play New Orleans. Like this isn't a fun. People, are you excited? No, I'm 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 feeling like a Sith Lord right now. I'm just the hate is flowing through <laughs> me, and all of my hate and all of my rage is for everyone associated with the New Orleans Saints. Now, once the game's right. over, we'll be fine. Once we beat them, we'll be fine. No big deal. But it's just that hate week thing that you have that just starts filling me. I just start thinking about past games. And, you know, obviously we're in Atlanta this year. The, 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 this game is in Atlanta. This is the opening up. But I just think about trips to this to that awful place, which is the Superdome. And, you know, hate is just filled my heart. I need to go to church. And this Sunday, the church I get to go to will be Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And we'll get to watch the Falcons beat the Saints. And then I can get my online stuff later because, you know, I still got to get that in. But, you know, right now I got to get this hate out of my heart. And the only way I know to do it is go beat the Saints. So the hate is the hate is real. The only way we can really and truly clear our hearts and minds, Falcons fans, we have to go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and watch the Falcons make the Saints repent their sins for being the New Orleans Eights. And that is what Hate Week is about. That's where it all encompasses that. It's all going to come to a head Sunday at 1 o'clock in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Hey, I like the fact that you brought up the the Aints because they the Falcons, Freddie the Falcon came by uh, 92.9 The Game Studios yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I I missed it. I I didn't get there. Uh, He was in there for the morning. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I was here working with you doing this. Yeah. And so... I get in there and some people have ate some of the cake, right? And it was like right. Falcons beat the beat the the Saints or whatever, right. something like that was written on the cake. Well, uh, someone had smudged out the S, so it just said the Aints. Yep. And so I decided, well, I don't eat a lot of cake, and I'm like, well, you know what? I think I'll get a little bit of this cake. Yeah. So, guess what piece of the cake I ate? Did you eat the part that said Aints? I ate the part that said. Yes. Aints. I was That's like, you know it. what? I'm going to cut this slice off. Boom. That's the piece I'm eating. <laughs> because we hope, you know, metaphorically speaking, the Falcons eat up the eights on Sunday. So you went ahead and did what needed to be done on our side and hope the Falcons do their part and actually eat the eights up on the field 
on Sunday. So I love it, Boy Morgan. I love the passion right there. And shout out to Freddie the Falcon, the Atlanta Falcons, for coming up to the studios of 92.9, the game in the heart of Midtown, bringing us that cake from Publix that was good. There was still some left when I got there later on in the evening. I had me a couple of slices, you know. Don't judge me. I had me a couple of slices, and it was very good. I just right, figured you took it home with you. When I, when I talked to you, I, I, I got the feeling that cake was leaving. No, it no, because see, like my girlfriend is real quick. She she's she's big on health and stuff like that. So if I'd have brought that home, she would have really been looking at me sideways, and she slick might have made me throw it away. So I didn't want to waste that cake, you know. For I left it for I left it for you know overnights, and you know I left it for the people coming in after me. So I I passed the torch, you know. I, I was being a good dude. Cause that's, cause that's what we are. We're good dudes. So I left, I left cake for the people who haven't had a chance to get the cake yet, the delicious cake. So there you go. A full story on cake. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give the people the full story on what it's going to look like Sunday Falcons versus Saints. We have some matchups, Bo Morgan, that we need to get into. We have some matchups that we're looking out for. And you know what? I'm going to be gracious on this Friday. You, since you're the assistant brand manager the net, the executive producer for the Atlanta Falcons native radio network, executive producer for Dukes and Bell, TMZ contributor, and so many more things. How about I let you go first? Let me ask you a question. Did you have to write all that down to remember it, or is it like a is? Yep. Do we not see on your camera that you've got like a, a little cue card that that has all those damn titles? I little do you know, Bo Morgan, I have a teleprompter in front of me just to give me all of your titles so I can remember them all. There's a teleprompter in front of me, no lie. Well, I want you guys to know I don't have a teleprompter. I've got a notepad. So there you, you go. guys know that I need visual aid everywhere. Um, Squid Billy doing it the old-fashioned way. So matchups, right? Yep. Um, this is one that is really easy, and it's cliche. Not cliche, but it's really easy to, to point out if you follow yes. this series. Yes. Um. And that is, it's going to be in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I I don't, I know people follow these games, but I don't know if people really follow stats like, mm-hmm. the, like we think. Mm-hmm. And so mine is going to come from there. Yes. Okay. My matchup, without further ado, is Cameron Jordan. From the Saints mm-hmm. versus yes, Caleb McGarry. Uh, Jordan has talked a lot of trash about Caleb McGarry, that he's scared of him, he can't handle him. I'll I'll tell you what, I'm going to say this. I don't like Cameron Jordan. The reason I don't like Cameron Jordan is because he's really good and he plays for New Orleans and he talks nice. trash. I would love Cameron Jordan if he was wearing red and black, but he's not. Let me give you some stats of what Cameron Jordan has done against the Falcons. In 22 games, Mm -hmm. 22 games, he's got 23 sacks and 50 tackles. 25 tackles for loss and 40 quarterback hits. 40. He's got more sacks against the Falcons in his career in 22 games, and I'm pretty sure the Falcons had as a team last year. Cameron Jordan owns the Falcons. Caleb McGarry is coming into a contract year. He's coming into a year where he's got to prove that he's worth the money. So for me, 
Cameron Jordan versus Caleb McGarry is the number one matchup that I need to see on Sunday. The Falcons win. I think it goes a long ways in a Falcons victory. Now, it's different with uh, Marcus Mariota back there. Mm-hmm. I know. Still huge deal. That's my first matchup to watch. I've got two. I want to get to your. Obviously, we want to get to yours next to make sure we have time because if we need to do another one, we can. But that's my match. That's my number one matchup. And my number two one is not far off, but it will wait. Bo Morgan, great minds think alike because I had the same one, but I was prepared. I have a backup one. Because that is the I knew one you were going to steal it. I told you last night. <laughs> That's why I let you go first. Because I knew we were going to have the same one. I just, I knew we were on the same wavelength. And I knew we were on the, we had the same mindset. So that's why I let you go first. So you can have that one. And it's okay. I brought a backup one. I know you had a backup one too. But my matchup to watch, because you're right. That is the number one matchup. For me, the number two matchup though, however, is AJ Terrell versus Michael Thomas. We know what both can do. We know the numbers of both. Both are supposed to be the best of the best. Creme de la creme. And not only the NFC South, but the NFL overall. Let's see exactly who's better. Our best guy, or at least, you know, you could argue our best player against arguably one of their best players. Alvin Kamara's up there as well. But wide receiver number one versus corner number one. Everybody's talking about how A.J. Terrell is, you know, one of the best corners in the league. I believe that as well. He gets a chance to prove exactly why coming out the gate week number one going up against Michael Thomas. A.J. Terrell is going to be huge in helping us and helping us get stops on defense. We're going to have to shut down Michael Thomas because Alvin Kamara is going to be a big enough handful already. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But Michael Thomas, we can't have two guys killing us because Alvin Kamara, like we said, he has, we have been able to neutralize him a little bit because of Deion Jones in the past and things of that nature. But we also are going to have to neutralize Michael Thomas as well. The Falcons, I mean, excuse me, the Aints are getting healthy. They have a full repertoire of their skill players and we're going to have to shut each and every one of them down if we want to really, really, really get a win coming out on Sunday. So for me, biggest matchup number two, AJ Terrell, against Michael Thomas. How do we shut down one of their best, if not their best weapon on the offensive side of the football? Yeah, that that's um that's I'm wondering wh- how are they going to use Michael Thomas because right. he's, he's he's really become a possession receiver. Yeah. He's a guy I mean, it's really always ever been. He's, and with Alave and, and Jarvis Landry, I think you're gonna, obviously you're going to see Michael Thomas line up everywhere. But right. I wonder how much he could be in the slot because to me, Alave is going to be that over the top. We know AJ Terrell is going to kind of stay on one side. But that being said, who who are they? Who are they going to want to try to match up right. uh, with AJ Terrell? We've seen AJ Terrell travel before. He doesn't do it a lot. Pease right. doesn't really do it a lot. But we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. So. Where are they going to travel? That's going to be an interesting thing to me. I did bring another one if we have time to get to another matchup that's key for me. I don't know what we're looking like, though. You tell me, but I have one more matchup if you want to get into it. Let's quickly get into it, and then we'll move on to keys to the game. So let's quickly do your matchup, and then we'll move on to keys of the game. So Alvin Kamara has has been phenomenal. You mentioned him. You just mentioned him. 
Yeah. He's been really good in his six years in the league. Right. But you know the one team that he plays a lot that he really hasn't destroyed? He's had good games, no mm-hmm. lie. But right. he's never really destroyed the Falcons. In fact, until last season, he had never scored a touchdown against the Falcons. In 10 career games against the Falcons, he only has three touchdowns, all rushing. And he's only got 600 yards after 129 carries. Now, only, that's like 4.6 yards a carry. But <laughs> reception-wise, they've done a really good job against him. He's only got – he's got 46 receptions for 368 yards. Now, again, that's that's – being targeted though 64 right. times right. so they've done a they've done a pretty good job in the past now it's a different regime mainly but you know who the reason why a lot of that was that way Deion jones right yeah who is now on the ir um was a little like we don't his future is uncertain with the team moving forward but debo always did a good job against alvin uh camara mm-hmm. we remember i don't know well, i remember 2017, which was Kamara's rookie year. They're coming in here in December. It's a hype game. Both teams are headed to the playoffs. And Debo, I believe it was Dion or or Keanu won. Boom, picks a big hit on the sideline, open and drive. Kamara's out. Yeah, I remember that. Dion was predominantly on him in New Orleans earlier in the year. Did a good Mm -hmm. job. So that is it. It's not... Like this guy has killed the Falcons. To me, that's another matchup is Kamara versus whoever draws the assignment on the Falcons defense. Is it going to be Michael Walker? Is it going to be, you know, Jalen Hawkins? Troy Anderson could kind of right. be a guy who probably gets put. I don't know how much Troy Anderson is even going to play with that. But that's Andrew. something that's very interesting. Maybe Jalen Hawkins, they decide to play him down lower in the box in that strong safety spot, and maybe he draws Kamara. I don't know. But to me, how they handle him is going to be really interesting because he's just he's a huge, vital part of that offense. Now they they really do have some good weapons, which is why a lot of teams like them, right. uh, Nylon. But it's going to be interesting to me. It's just going to be a real interesting thing, how how they handle him. I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but it's, really, it's going to be big for me. No, that is huge. How they take away Michael Thomas, how they game plan for Michael Thomas, how they game plan for Alvin Kamara is especially important because you can't, first and foremost, you can't let uh, you can't let a team just run the football on you every day because then they aren't even going to use, they don't even gonna have to use Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry or Chris Olave like that. They'll just run the football on you all day. But two, an extension, people always talk about the extension of the running game, uh, like screen passes and backs catching the ball out of the backfield. Alva Kamara does that very well. So how do they slow down the running game? And the extension of that running game is going to be vital for the Atlanta Falcons getting a win on Sunday. So yes, if they can neutralize, slow down Alvin Kamara, they have a very, very good chance of winning the game on Sunday. I am with you. Speaking of it, let's go ahead and get into keys to the game. Speaking of you know, slowing down the running game, slowing down the extension of the running game. What are the other keys to the game? Bo, what are your thoughts? For me, one of my keys to the game was winning the trenches on both sides of the ball. It's very it's very elementary. I know Dave Archer is listening. He's like, oh, you idiot. Anybody could say that. This is how we, we act. It's, it's me and Arch. But because literally 
like a big brother to me yeah. uh, in the time we've worked together. But right. the Falcons have lost up front a lot in these matchups with New Orleans, where there's guys like Cam Norton, Cam Norton, <laughs> Cam Jordan, <laughs> or uh, Shy Tuttle, or David Onyemata. I mean, those guys, yeah. I don't expect – I don't know what Davenport's going to do, but yes. those guys have really – They've really dominated the Falcons up front. And on, the, on the other side of the ball, you know, I need Taquan Graham, Anthony Rush, Timmy Horn, Abdul Anderson, Grady Jarrett, um, Ogan Deji, see, Lorenzo Carter. I need those guys to win, Dylan. Like, that's a big matchup. Uh, not matchup, but a big key for me is the Falcons come out and really just show, hey, we're not the same team. We're not going to be pushed around up front. And I think right. that could set a tone for the Falcons. So, you know, Caleb McGarry, that was obviously my matchup, but if Caleb McGarry can punch Cam Jordan in the face, just go out there and kind of get there immediately up front and win that trench battle, that's my first key to victory for Sunday. I have three of them. That's my first one. I'm going to bounce off of that first one and kind of flip it just a little bit. So you're talking about the trenches. You talked about Caleb McGarry. I'm going to flip it and talk about the trenches for the defensive side of the football, and that's how I'm going to get into my keys. So not only do we have to punch them in the mouth, Caleb McGarry's got to punch Cam Jordan in the mouth, we got to punch that entire Saints defensive line in the mouth, but the defense for the Atlanta Falcons has to do, has to do the same to the Saints offensive line, and with that you create pressure on Jameis Winston, and that's my key. If and when we do get pressure on Jameis Winston, and if and when – he does create some turnover-worthy plays. You have to make Jameis Winston play. Hey, if you get turnovers, fumble recovery, interception, whatever it is, if you make Jameis Winston in the Saints offense have a turnover, you have to make them pay. You have to capitalize on the mistakes of Jameis Winston and the Saints offense because a lot is still yet to be seen about Jameis Winston. Is he going to be the same without Sean Payton? Is he going to bounce back after his injury? He was playing well last year up until his knee injury. Now we got to see if he can kind of rekindle and get that mojo back. But if yeah, not, I'll oh, go he ahead. He had some stretches last year. I think Jameis Winston's – can we get into this just yeah. short? And I don't mean to interrupt your key. No. He had some stretches, but this, this notion that he was just dominant before his injury – you know they were five and three, I think, or five and two. Yeah, yeah, they were winning, but but I remember like they had a game where they went to Seattle, and it was him versus Geno, and it looked like it looked like two high school quarterbacks playing yeah. against college or NFL defenses. Like right. it wasn't, he you know he wasn't the play. He got kind of crowned a little bit in my uh, in my eyes mm-hmm. because of Sean Payton. And mm-hmm. so to your point, I, I think I think it is big for Jameis. I really like that that key that you're bringing, I just think that he is getting credit for being a player that he's not been ever. You know, I keep hearing about Jameis Winston and how he's going to do this and that and how Marcus Mariota is just a bomb and he he's he's lucky to get another chance. And it makes no sense to me because Jameis was ran out of Tampa because of how how ineffective he was at times, how inconsistent he was oh yeah he's got 5,000 yards yeah he threw 30 interceptions oh but he threw 30 touchdowns he threw 31 30 interceptions and the very last one cost his game team the last game of the season so this Jameis love is just for me I don't get it that walk-off pick six I will forever 
remember. Last game of the season against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was Jameis's, I believe, last season with the Buccaneers as well. Was. No. Yes, it was. It was. It was? Okay. So I, no, actually, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it was. It was because that was um that was 19. That was right. 2019, and then he went. He went in 20. I think was his first year with um the with Saints. Saints because he yeah. sat behind him in the last year. Yeah, that was. Right. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question real quick, and then I know uh-huh. we got to get the rest of our our, our, our keys. Uh-huh. You think it's weird that no one has mentioned this is a battle of first round draft, the first and second overall picks wow. in the 2015 NFL draft, who are no longer with their with their original team? You we know what? We don't even mention it. Go ahead. We don't even mention it. We don't even mention right. it. All we talk about is how Jameis was going to be so great, and Marcus Mariota is just lucky to be. Like we don't even mention that these two guys are not with their original teams that were drafted, and essentially, essentially, they're both busts for the franchises that drafted them. Wow, you know what? I'm surprised that storyline hasn't been everywhere because that is the storyline. Draft one and two connected together forever. Now both didn't work out with their original teams. Now both getting their second chance. And both are maybe saying this is their last chance with, you know, the teams they're on now. So that is true. That's a very interesting storyline that I feel like I haven't been hearing anywhere. But that's why you tune into Petri Football, because we're talking about what nobody else is talking about. So good stuff there. Great stuff by Bo Morgan, because that is a very interesting storyline to watch out for. And now, look, Bo, now that we said that and we're putting it out on the airwaves, people are going to be copying us. So if you hear this same narrative on Sunday and the same storyline, you know where you heard it first. But yes. Talking about Jameis, I don't think he's arrived yet either. Yes, he, like you said, he has stretches. He played well. He was okay. But that 30 interception, Jameis might still be in there. And I know he had the LASIK eye surgery and maybe he can see now and this, that, and the third. But that 30 interception, Jameis might still be in there. And hopefully the Atlanta Falcons, with some pressure on him, can bring him out and the Atlanta Falcons defense can create some turnovers. And if they do that, the Falcons offense has to make them pay. Win the turnover battle and capitalize on Saints' turnovers. That's the key for me. Well, Morgan, what's your second key? So my second key real quick is um, secondary, which kind of you touched on one of your matchups, but it was basically the Falcons' secondary against these Saints receivers. Like I I talked about when I interrupted you earlier when you were doing your Michael Thomas matchup. (laughs) But, you know, basically we know one side's good. Can Casey Hayward – come in and control the second side, and then how can the Falcons – look, it's not just the outside against containing these Saints. It's the slot, and it's also Kamara getting out of the backfield. So right. how does the Falcons and, – and I'm going to count Kamara as a receiver in this because how do they cover all these guys? Can they get there quick enough to help the secondary? I don't know. That's not my, that's not my key. It's the Falcons secondary holding up. Look, you're not – these guys are too good. You're not gonna. It's not. You're not gonna end the game where Jameis Winston threw for like a buck seventy five. I yeah. think Jameis, Jameis is, is is capable of, of 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 slinging around. But can you create some turnovers in that second? Can you maybe make him make a mistake? Can you right. rip the ball out as the guy's going down? The secondary right. has to keep everything in front of them and slow down their attack. That's what I need. I think we can stop them from a running game perspective. But like on the actual ground, I think I think we can contain that. But that secondary has got to got to limit big plays, keep everything in front of them, and kind of make make them grind down the field. No big plays. 
I'm literally looking at that Falcon secondary to step up and help to help get the W. That's what we need. The secondary has got to show up. It's going to be a big day for the secondary. I hope we got to make it. Let me rephrase it. Falcons secondary will have a big day. They can keep their receivers from going off. No big plays. Shut it down. We need to explosive plays need to be uh, through the air, need mm-hmm. to be uh, four or less for a Falcons victory. There you go. The Falcons secondary is, to me, probably the deepest part of this football team, this overall football team. I probably think the secondary is the deepest. We obviously got our second man next to A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward. Richie Grant's supposed to take a big step this year. We have Jalen Hawkins as well. D. Alford had a very good camp. This is going to be a big game for him because we saw it in camp. We saw it in preseason, D. Alford. Now we need to see how it relates in the game. Can you do it against the ones consistently? So, yes, the Falcons secondary is going to be huge because, you know, we'll do our best to take away Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, but Jarvis Landry is no slouch. He's got something to prove on a new team. And Chris Olave, the rookie, you haven't seen this guy before. So he's going to maybe hit you with some things you maybe haven't seen. I know they've watched, you know, film from him at Ohio State, but still, he could catch you by surprise. How do you adapt to that? How do you make adjustments as well? So good key there. My next key, I'm going to flip it to the Falcons offense. They're wide receivers because I think the others, the other guys that aren't named Kyle Pitts, that aren't named Drake London, because fingers crossed we are cautiously optimistic that he's going to play. but. I think the other guys, Bo Morgan, have to step up because right now, to be honest, I don't think the Saints are too scared of a Brian Edwards or an Alameda Zacchaeus or a Kadero Hodge or guys like that. The Falcons have to go out there and show them why the Saints should be scared of each and every one of our wide receivers, even if they aren't named Kyle Pitts or Drake London or Cordero Patterson. The other guys have to make big plays on Sunday. Brian Edwards, I want to see Brian Edwards go off because I believe he could have a breakout year this year. I think he'll have the right matchups. Everybody's going to be focused on Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Cordell Patterson. I think everybody's going to be focused on them. They're going to throw their best defenders those guys way. Brian Edwards will have favorable matchups, and I need him to take advantage of those matchups as well. One thing that you guys mentioned on Dukes and Bell, I think it was uh, uh, T-Bob, T-Bob Bear, I believe that's his name, right? Well, yeah, so... One thing he mentioned is losing a CD Deuce, the Saints nickel corner. He was a very good piece for them. He's gone to the Eagles, traded to the Eagles. So how can Brian Edwards, maybe if he if he lines up in the slot or whoever lines it up in the slot, how do they take advantage of the, the Saints not having CD Deuce anymore and winning that matchup? So Brian Edwards, Alameda Zaccheaus, Kadero Hodge, I think will all have favorable matchups. They have to win those matchups. If Brian Edwards catches a touchdown or Alameda Zacchaeus or Cadell Hodge, if one or two, definitely if all three of those guys have a touchdown, I think we're talking about a Falcons win on Sunday. Yeah, it was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was a nickel yes. they lost. Yeah, um, former Gator. That's why I. Um, that's why I remember him. He played. He played. Uh, he was. He was good at Florida in his day. I'm glad he's no longer with the Saints. By the way, I can actually. Yeah. I, I get to like him again. But I think, I think that's good. I, I'm a. I'm really a big fan of Brian. Uh, Brian Edwards, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can bring to uh, the Falcons this year. And I think paired with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, like you said, man, that's going to be fun. You got Bernhardt, Alameda, yeah, uh, Zacchaeus, who can still take the top off and do it kind of 
roll around everywhere, even though he's right. a smaller guy. Really looking excited. It uh, uh, forward to that, kind of excited about watching some of those guys get out. To, to kind of piggyback my final key, because I know we're getting up against it, my final key to piggyback off your receivers, I need Marcus Mario to get off to a fast start. Now, Arthur Smith said this on Duke's Bell when we talked to him. He was like, hey, we've got to get Marcus off to a fast start. we got to get off to a fast start as a team. You know, it's real big for that confidence, that boost. But also, you want to be the – especially at home, you want to be the team that punches them in the mouth. You yeah. don't want to come out and get punched in your mouth early on your on at your home field and kind of have to react. It's time for the Falcons to finally make Mercedes-Benz Stadium a home field advantage. It's not been in, in, in its entirety there uh, as uh, the team has lost more games they've won at home since the stadium's been open. It's finally, I think 2017 might have been the only year that they had a winning record at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So it's, and I, I don't mean overall, I mean actually yeah. home record, home record, not away, just at home. It's time to take it back, yep. and it starts Sunday at 1.03 p.m. at kickoff yes, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium at home with Marcus Mariota finally being that starter. He's got to get off to a fast start. I'm not putting pressure on him, but I need him to get to a quickly. It's on Arthur Smith, too. Arthur's got to draw up some plays, kind of get him – going early and then unleash him and let's go take it back. But fast start, fast start, fast start, punched him in the mouth early and make them be the team on the ropes, which is something that the Falcons have done. They even did it last year down in new Orleans. Yep. So yep. get off to a good start and get rolling. And then let's set the tone. I believe I heard a stat and I think is the Falcons are seven and 17 in Mercedes Benz stadium all time. You, you correct me on that if I'm wrong. But I believe this stat is 7-17 and 17 in Mercedes-Benz Stadium all-time. That has to change. And, Bo, real quick before we get to our game predictions and wrap this thing up, score predictions, I should say, do you think Marcus Mariota has a little extra juice, not only because this is his, you know, quote-unquote second to maybe last chance, but it starts going up against a dude that you talked about he's tied to in Jameis Winston. you think that's, that's going to add a little extra fuel to the fire for Marcus Mariota on Sunday? I don't... I don't think so. I, I I don't I don't I don't think he's that kind of guy. Okay. I, I just I don't. I, I I mean maybe, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. It's not gonna really fuel his fire. I think I think he's more out to prove something to people for himself and right. not the not the tie to Jameis Winston. I think for Marcus, right. it's more like, hey, I am I am that guy. I'm the guy that was drafted number two overall, and right. it's for it's time for me to make, you know, make that 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 that, that claim. Like I'm going to put my stake down and say my time is now. Tennessee, I was learning. I'm a different guy now. I didn't have a chance to start in, in Vegas. Yep. Now I've got a chance to start, and I'm it's my time to to really reignite my career. I don't. I I like the title, James. I just don't think it matters for him. I think it's more about for him proving he's that guy. Marcus Mariota, leading up to the game, might be listening to a very popular Kendrick Lamar song right now. His latest album is called Count Me Out. goes, I love when you count me out. I love when you count me out. He might be listening to that song all day long on Sunday. But, Bo, the time has come. We've broken it seven ways to Sunday. What do you think the final score is going to be? Falcons, 
Saints, you said it. 103 sharp at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. How does it shape out? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with, look, I'm going to do, we're going to do predictions all year on this show, and there's going to be times I don't pick the Falcons. That's fine. I will never not pick the Falcons against the Saints. Exactly. That's just how it is because that's my mentality. That's Um, right. This is Florida, Florida State. This is Georgia, Florida. This is Auburn, Alabama. This is Tennessee, Alabama. Uh, Mm -hmm. South Carolina, Clemson. Ohio State, Michigan. Texas, Oklahoma. You know, Texas, Texas A&M. We can go through, you know, Washington, Washington State. You know, USC, UCLA. I don't care. Whatever it is, you know, whatever your, your rivalry is, this is it. And um, for me, I am going to pick the Falcons 23 to 20. All right. I think Young Way Koo wins it late in the fourth quarter. And I'm looking for a big play from Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson on the final drive. Uh, maybe one's on the ground, maybe one's in the air. Those two guys are going to get us in scoring position. And I think the Falcons get it done. We start 1-0. And it's going to be a good, important 1-0. It's very important to get this win because you're going to L.A. and you're going to play a hungry Rams team who now just got embarrassed uh, on their home field as they you know, they do all their celebrations and they get embarrassed. Falcons got to get this win. It's very important. And so, I look, the Sean Payton era is over. Done. Luckily for Falcons fans, the Dennis Allen era is started. And I don't <laughs> think he's that guy. 23-20, Falcons. Never can ever, ever, ever pick the Aints. I don't care what the circumstances are. Bo laid it out. It's hate week. It's rivalry week. And we started off week one. My score prediction, I'm going the Falcons 24, the Saints 17. I'm going to say we score a last-minute touchdown, kind of in walk-off fashion. And I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here. I think the first... Touchdown of the season is scored by Drake London. I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to have himself a very nice game, including the first touchdown of the season for the Atlanta Falcons. 24-17 is my score prediction, and that's it, Bo. Next time we talk, we're going to be talking about what happened in the game, and hopefully, fingers crossed, actually, you know what? I'm speaking into existence. We will be talking about a Falcons victory. So. That's it. That is the full breakdown, the full preview of Falcons versus Saints again. 1 o'clock, 103 exactly, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Falcons looking to start their season off 1-0 against the New Orleans Aints. All right, guys. Make sure you guys like this pod. Follow the podcast. You get Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Spotify. And make sure you follow the best Atlanta Falcons podcast in the multiverse more mogan before we go do you have any final thoughts on falcons versus Aints? look all i gotta say is for you guys of you watching listening that are going to attend the game come prepared and what i mean by prepared have your voices nice mm-hmm. and rested all the noise we can get and just give those saints fans that are going to be there in the stands hell all nicely but give it to them um and let them know where they're sitting and where they're at that's all i got go falcons rise up rise up fans
make Mercedes-Benz Stadium a place that opposing fans don't want to come anymore. Bring the home field advantage back. It takes all of us. Let's root on the Falcons. Let's root on our home team. And let's cheer them on to a victory and kick the eights out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium and show them why the reason we got the Mercedes sponsorship and not them, why they're the Caesars Sports Dome now. We're the only Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Mercedes-Benz Dome, whatever you want to call it. That's us, not them. Go Falcons. And for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. Thank you for tuning in to Peace Street Football. Oh, 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 oh. H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-H-E-